Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, and you're listening to my podcast. I'm a wife, a mom of one, a stepmom of three, a coach, an entrepreneur, and a conversation opener, bent determined to live a kick-ass life. You are looking for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life. You are listening to the right podcast. Life can be hard, really, really hard. But I believe that it's possible to thrive amongst the tough stuff. In fact, I'm grateful for all life's challenges. I really, really am because I really believe that overcoming the tough stuff makes life that much better. Each week, I am going to bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts that will inspire you to live your own version of Kick-Ass Life while bringing you along as I create my own. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This episode is a highly requested one, and it is all about moving into the house that my husband lived in with his first wife. And if you're not familiar with our story, you will, first of all, you should totally check out the first episode of this podcast. Darren and I talk about our story, how we fell in love really quickly, and what the first year of our marriage was really like. Spoiler alert, it was really freaking hard. But to sum it up, like I said, we moved fast. I was a single 26-year-old. He was a recently separated dad of three who was turning 40. We started dating March 28th, moved in together in July. We're engaged in October, married in June, pregnant with our daughter in August. He had three kids from his first marriage. It was like this crazy whirlwind. And at the end, I was like, holy shit, what just happened? I'm not even kidding either. When we started dating, I lived in London, which is a city about 45 minutes from where we live now, which is a hamlet with a wheat field for a backyard and an address that everyone has trouble finding. So it was such a huge adjustment. And moving into the house that he lived in during his first marriage, that was just the icing on the cake. I remember the day I moved in, I opened up this drawer to put some stuff, you know, unpack or whatever. And I found a whole bunch of old makeup that had been left behind. And I ended up sitting on the bed crying, wondering if I just made such a huge mistake. And it didn't stop there. (laughs) Like I found everything from the wedding dress to receipts from getaways to renovation plans to old mail and wedding photos and wedding videos. And honestly, like I I don't even think I can list all of the things that I found. And even eight years later, I'm still finding things. At first, it did not feel like my home. I felt very uncomfortable. I'm sure you can understand why. Uh, The house wasn't my style. It wasn't where I thought I would live for my life. And it was full of memories from a life that I had no part in creating. But now, I love it. I am so glad we decided to stay here. I'm so glad we didn't move. And we've really made it our own. Darren has joined me for this episode, and we answered questions submitted by you guys over on the exclusive Stepmom Community Instagram account, which if you're a stepmom and you're not following, you should totally do that. It's where I share all the updates on what's happening in my membership for stepmoms, which is an online community for stepmoms who are seeking privacy, connection, and next level support. Now, these questions are so good, and I really think that you're going to find Darren's perspective beneficial too, and it actually maybe an episode that you want to have your partner listen in on. All right. Hello. Hello. Darren is here and we are tackling some of the questions that you guys have sent about moving into the house that they lived in during their first marriage or your first marriage. How yeah. do we, it's hard to even explain that. 
It was the home I was in. During your first during marriage. Your first marriage. And I know. For part of it anyways. Yeah. And I know that a lot of stepmoms deal with this. They have to move into the, is it the matrimonial home? Yeah. 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 So a lot of you guys submitted some questions. And so we are going to dive right in and tackle these questions for you. Are you excited, Darren? I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing another <laughs> early morning podcast recording and um, just before the kids get off to school. So we are going to hammer this out. So the first question that was sent in, did you ever feel triggered that they had raised children together in the house and wonder how it would be to have your own there? What was the main reason you decided that it would be okay to stay in this house? And this is to Jamie. Did I ever get triggered? I'm sure I thought about the fact that they had had kids there. I remember when I first moved in, like there was stuff everywhere from when the kids were babies and the storage room was full of like baby stuff. And, um, you know, the nursery was still kind of set up and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I definitely had, I was very aware that they had raised kids there, but I don't know if it ever really triggered me when I think about having when, before I had Reese, um, but it definitely bothered me. Like it definitely bothered me that they had had all those memories in the house. But again, like we're going to talk about this a lot throughout this podcast. It went away with time. I didn't feel like it was my own house for a while. Um, but then as time went on and we kind of made the changes that we did, it, I, I stopped thinking about it. Like it, it wasn't about having kids together. It was just about, I felt like I was living in someone else's house for a while. And anything on that one, Darren? I don't, I don't think so. I, it wasn't like this had been my home for eight years. I had been here for a couple of years. Yeah. So that there is something to that. So, so for some of those stepmoms that move into a house that maybe had been theirs for 20 years, that could be a, a different story mm -hmm. because we didn't have the memories. We had one child in this house. Uh, so, you know, that could be a little different, but again, we had all of our stuff here. We had lived here. It so had been the much home. Stuff. So Yeah. So. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff. So what was the main reason you decided it would be okay to stay in the house? Honestly, I didn't really have a choice. Yeah, I, I think we we started dating and we looked at different options. And then I did not want to disrupt the kids any more than they'd already been disrupted from the split and the divorce. So part of my thought was that if I could at least keep the house they had been in and the kids really had a love for the house. Mm-hmm. So I think that was one of the things that I kept in my mind is that they like this house. They like this area. They were going to be going to the same school. I wasn't going to disrupt their life any more than it had already been disrupted. And you had a lot of respect for that. Yeah. And a lot of patience for that. And I think that was part of the big reason that we looked at some options, but we always came back to, you know, let's give this a try for a while. Let's not yeah. make a, 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 a quick decision. Yeah. And we did look at a couple houses and, and talk about it. But at the end of the day, we decided to stay in the house, stay in this house. And then we agreed that we were going to make some changes. Yeah, we decided right away. We decided we'd make it yours as well. Mm -hmm. And, and you I think really that's very that. important. Yeah, we, we set up your own office. We gave you space, you know, certainly changes in any decor or furniture you, you had a big say in. So mm -hmm. And we, we redid the bedroom and I do yes, have a video. Yes, we did that right away. We did that right away. Yeah. With some tips, when you do move into their house, we changed the bedroom right away, did some painting, created an office for me. So, you know, I would have loved to have had my own house and to have had the experience of buying a house, but 
you know, as a child of divorce, I was very cognizant of the fact that I did not want to be the woman who came in and changed everything because I know how that feels as a kid. And uh, I, it wouldn't have gone over well. I think it would have really impacted my relationship with the kids. I think so. Yeah. You can't come into the house as the new person and just flip everything upside down right away. And you were good. You know, Mm -hmm. I could tell there were things you wanted to change or rules or things you wanted to implement, but you were patient with that. Mm -hmm. Or behind the scenes, you and I had a lot of dialogue about it. Yeah, a lot of dialogue for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So did you contribute or buy into the house? No, I had no money. (laughs) I had no money. I was, you know, I was just starting out. So I was in the stage where I was renting my apartment. I was paycheck to paycheck and I didn't have money to buy into the house. So no, but what we did, and I think we've talked about this earlier is basically when I moved in, my paycheck started going into our joint account. And so I just started contributing that way, but there is no buy-in. And that comes with our age difference too. Like Darren, Darren's 13 years older than me. So definitely was more established. And I, I just wasn't in the position to buy into any house, let alone this house. So no, I did not buy into Yeah. And I don't think we, it might've been different if we were closer in age and we both had a home and we were coming together. And I had money. Yeah. That might've, but at the same time you were, you know, I was working so hard cause I'd just gone through a separation and divorce. You would, you would be out buying the kids clothes with your money and stuff. And then, you know, I'd just come home and they'd always have, you know, they have you were spending money on the family. Oh, Certainly. for sure you were trying to contribute. So there wasn't, you know, a, a buy-in, but you, you right away started contributing to the family and not just for your own um, needs and wants, but for what the kids wanted. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I noticed that right away. So. Yeah. And I think that we decided right away. So even if we were to break up right now, this is, I would never be like, I want the house. Like this is your house. Well, it's our house together, but that was kind of how we talked about it at the very beginning. And I don't know, maybe it's different now. I don't even know now that we, we haven't even really talked about it, but the very beginning when I was moving in here, it was very much the, your house with the kids. And I knew if something were to have ever happened with us, you would stay here. Like you love this house more than I do. Mm-hmm. You're looking at me like, are we breaking up? Uh, well, I know. I just would, I've never thought about it. So, <laughs> but yeah, like it, I was, I'm not on the deed of the house. I'm not on the ownership, but I guess now that we're together, I don't, I don't even know. We didn't really well, think we've about been together that. together nine years almost. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So I guess it's different now, but I, don't know. I guess we probably should have done some <laughs> legal paperwork. I don't know, but I didn't, I did not buy in. Um, however, I contribute to the cost and the mortgage and all the things. So, mm-hmm. okay. Darren, were you okay with all the changes Jamie wanted to make to the house? I th- yeah, I was okay with some of the changes, but I think it was like a married couple. We don't always agree on the changes. We have different styles. Yeah. And it wasn't that she wanted to change things or she wanted to bring it. The, the house did need updating and there were changes that needed to be made. And we just have a different opinion sometimes on that. So was I okay? You know, I like the ideas, but sometimes we had to massage the ideas that I would be comfortable with them as well. Yeah, like there was definitely a lot of massaging. And I think at the very beginning, I was more, I felt like I was probably asking permission to change some things. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Now I'm like, no, this is what we're doing. Like, it's not, I think we've definitely evolved as time has gone on. I have, I'm not asking, we want to agree on everything, but I feel like I'm more like, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah, that's true. But then there's times when I'll say, here's what I want to do, I guess. And, and you'll be like, 
are you just saying you're going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, are you asking for permission or are you just going to do it? So I think we've become, and that's maybe over time be, that we've become just like a normal married couple when it comes to making those, making decisions. those decisions. And that just comes with time at the beginning again. Yeah. Maybe you did more ask you, you might be, I'd like to paint this room and you, or I want to paint the kids rooms. And Yeah. And that's where it's actually kind of screwed up because you have to ask for permission to do something in your own house that you want it to feel like your home, but you are essentially moving into someone else's home. So it's about making it your own while also considering that, you know, another family has lived here and made like it the way that it is. So it it is really freaking hard. It Like I, I, I never want to be like, oh, I moved into their house and it was easy. And it was, you know, you just kind of make some changes and make it your own. Like, no, there definitely is a process and a lot of it's, it's complicated. Yeah. We have a beautiful harvest table and the harvest table had some marks the kids made when they were kids. And when we were doing a renovation, you didn't think it fit with the renovation. But one of the things I held steadfast on was that I wanted to keep that harvest table. I just liked it. The kids sitting around, you and I sitting around had nothing to do with any memories of my previous relationship. But you guys had bought that table together. We had bought that table. Um, but it had, you know, scratches where, you know, the 18 year old had scratched it up, you know, when she was two Yeah. and there were just a lot of memories and I liked the way it's fit in the house. And, and I know you wanted to change it, but I really, that was a big, discussion. So I, we compromised and I refinished the table and it is now in our dining room and I think it looks great. And I don't even think about the way that it used to look. Yeah. And we still, I still have the little marks and can still picture the kids when they were little sitting around the table. Yeah. So we definitely found some compromises on different things. You remember when, um, so we have very, very different styles. So I am more modern, I think, and you like history and how do I even describe your style? I like older, like quarter cut oak, whereas you like a look of something, whereas I like the quality, quality of it. And But remember those so we photos? Have the difference opinions sometimes on Yeah. Like I could totally go to HomeSense and just grab a bunch of stuff for cheap and, you know, decorate where Darren likes the quality and the history behind things. So we actually had um, some, like you had some Trisha Romance photos up here, which are great. And so many people love them, but they just were never really my style. So that was sometimes something that we had to kind of navigate around because do you remember the one time you came upstairs? My cousin was here and we were like, let's just take down these photos. Like, let's just take them down. Like Darren probably isn't even going to notice that these photos are down. And so we took down the photos and Darren didn't say anything. We filled in the holes in the walls and said nothing. And then you were leaving on a trip a couple weeks later and you whisper in my ear before you go, just so you know, I noticed that you took down those (laughs) photos. So there were some, definitely some compromises that we had to make in terms of each other's style. But again, I think that's normal in a first family. Um, You just have to... Find some common ground. Yeah. And I think it's good to, to, to talk about it. But if I would have talked about it, I probably couldn't take that photo down. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. So is it okay to ask your partner to toss out old junk memories such as letters? Every time I come upon one of those, I cringe and get really upset. I think it's okay to ask. I wouldn't just go ahead and throw something out. I would. Well, I, I don't. I don't think that's fair to them. I mean... Uh, well, I talked to you about like my mother, I believe she had a box of old love letters from old boyfriends, but she's been with my dad for yeah, that's true. 50 years. Right. She just had those as a memory when she was a teenager. And I don't even know if she ever looks at them, but I know as a kid, we found them. 
And I don't think that's a big deal if they pack them away in a box. You know, maybe if they had one framed up on the wall, a nice love letter, you might want to take that down. You might want to actually have a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, you know, if they pack all their memorabilia away in a box and for some reason want to keep it to show the kids that, yeah, the kids were conceived in love. And, you know, I don't think that's a terrible thing, but yeah, if it's a constant reminder that's sitting in your bedroom in a side drawer, yeah, I'd say move it and put it away, put it in a box, get it. But I, I wouldn't go and throw it away. I don't keep that stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm just, that's just me. I don't, I don't keep that stuff. I have a little keepsake box from when I was younger, but you know, really those kind of things I don't, I don't keep, but if somebody does, they might keep them for a reason. It might be yeah. for the kids. It could be for us. So I'd be, I'd be very cautious just going through on some way, but if it's in your face all the time, I would definitely say, you know, put this back in the back corner of the basement and in a, in a box and close it up. Get it out of here. <laughs> um, yeah. So you actually, I have a box that I created for you and the kids. So it has the wedding album in it. Actually the, on the weekend, I found your wedding video. So there's a box with all of that kind of stuff. So I found that at the very beginning. Um, and I've actually, I feel like as time goes on, I just keep finding stuff. It's so crazy. Cause I've gone through this house so many times by now, but there is a bin in the basement because I think it's important to remember that this is part of his story or your partner's story. And it, it's part of the kid's story too. So it doesn't, just because they have that stuff, first of all, chances are your partner's not even, doesn't even know that they have it. They're not thinking about it. Um, but putting it in a box or a keepsake box for the kids to go through is, you know, I think, I think that's totally okay. So you actually have a box with a bunch of stuff that I found that I thought would be good for the kids to keep um, and good to see. So. Yeah. I, and I don't think anyone wants to rewatch their, their wedding um, that ended up in divorce, but the kids might want to see their grandparents when they were younger. They might want to see their great grandparents. So they might want to see your friends, you know, acting mm-hmm. goofy on the dance floor. So I, I don't think it's a terrible thing to let them keep it, but just put it away. And, you know, for me, I, I didn't even know that was there. Yeah. You know? So it may, I may, it may never come, it may never surface again, but if someday the kids wanted to see that, um, it's there for them. Yeah. Just remember your partner has a story. You know, I look at Darren's past and I'm grateful for it. Would I have loved to have been his first wife and to not have to deal with the extra stress and to have bought this house together and all those things? Yeah, for sure. That would have been great, but that's not what happened. And his experiences before me shaped him into who he is today. I do think I get a better version. I do think that I have, um, you know, I'm just grateful for the mistakes that he's made and the lessons he learned because I get the better version of that. So try to think about it in that way. Uh, his past or your partner's past does not make your future together any less important. Like there's no shame in being a second wife. Actually, I think there's a lot of benefits to it. Yeah. And I think the anticipation of new memories is 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 wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. It's a time thing. It really yeah. is. And again, we don't, for those just starting out, it's hard sometimes to tell you that when you're down in the trenches and you're still dealing with a lot of the old stuff, but it gets better all the time and you start to make memories and you get excited. And then we start talking about our memories. And yeah. You totally forget about that whole life that you, that you had. Yeah. Before. I remember our first Christmas is here. I would think, I'm like, is this the same as their Christmas? Um, are we doing things different? There were decorations that you guys used to use together and stuff. And now at Christmas, we have so many memories from our own family. I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, Jamie, you were excellent at making, and again, we didn't maybe have that many traditions, so it's hard coming into a family that had all kinds of different traditions. We just kind of did something at Christmas, and but you would 
make some different traditions. We sometimes watch Christmas movies. We yeah. sometimes have appetizers. We go to a family or friends. So yeah. we've done different things that are really neat. And so you, instead of taking away from what they used to do, add it to it. That's a really good strategy too. So add new traditions, add new ways of doing things and respect the traditions that they have. Okay. So next question, how did you approach reassessing the house rules? Currently we have my partner's house rules, but I want to say in them and a change to some of them too. How do you handle balancing what the children are used to versus wanting to change everything? Well, I think that's normal, but I think when you come into a household, you can't, if you want a good relationship with the kids, you can't come in and just disrupt every rule they're used to. Yeah. That's a really good way to set yourself up as the evil stepmom. Yeah. It's like anything new. When you come in as the new person, you, you don't, you know, even in a business situation, you don't want to come in and just upheave everything they've done. You want to sit and observe and take your time and see what you like and what you don't like and see what's working, what's not working. And then I think it's a discussion between, like we had discussions with ourselves that you're like, maybe the kids shouldn't be doing this or we should be doing this or we could organize this better. And that discussion over time, Mm -hmm. and then eventually you become, it's our rules. And as the kids' ages change and and the rules you have to implement, we didn't have to worry about curfews when you first came around. So you end up having rules that the two of you decide. So again, it's another time thing. But I think the worst thing you can do is just come in and change all their rules and say, these are my rules, this is how I do things. I think you want to watch their rules and say, okay, let's tweak it a little or let's, and and have a discussion. and, And Pick your battles. Yeah. Really, yeah. really pick your battles. And I wish I would have picked my battles a little bit more because it was a huge adjustment. And, you know, when I first moved in, the kids were here every single day after school because they would catch the bus here. And it was a lot for me because the kids weren't picking up for them. After school, they would have snacks and stuff out. And not because they were being disrespectful, but because they're kids and kids forget to put their granola wrappers away and mm-hmm. all of that. It's just really, really age appropriate. And I remember I really struggled with it at the very beginning and tried to kind of implement some rules and stuff. And you know, you, you just don't want to, you don't want to, yeah, change, go in guns a blazing, changing everything. Like take your time and ask yourself, like, does this really matter that much? Like, how can I just, you know, yeah, ease my way in. Yeah. And it can be frustrating. Cause I mean, you came in sometimes with, you'd be, well, this is the rule we had in my household when I grew up and I might be, well, this is the rule I had in my household when I grew up. And, you know, we're doing something that's the rule in this household now. Uh, so there's almost like three different things going on and, and, and when you and I would be debating things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we don't have any exact answers. It is a process. It really is a process. A lot of communication, a lot of time, a lot of picking your battles. Again, some more hard conversations. Like it does, you know, we keep saying this over and over again, but it does take time. But again, take your time because the family has been through a lot of change. Know, change. So. I remember when one of my dad's girlfriends moved in, she came in, she started sitting at my spot on the table. They, she changed the table. We had a dining room table and just a casual table. She changed the table that we were eating at. She made my dad, you know, implement some new rules. Everything was different. Like the cupboards where things were, were different. And I resented her so much. And she actually probably had the worst relationship with all of us kids um, than any of my dad's girlfriends growing up. 
And I think that's because she came in and didn't meet us where we were at. Like it wasn't a baby step process. She came in and really tries to change everything. So I look back on my experience as a child of divorce and I consider that like you really want to play the long game and think about the type of relationship you want with these kids in the long run. You don't want them to look back on their childhood and be like, wow, my stepmom moved in and she changed everything. And it made me feel like it wasn't my home anymore because it is their home. Like you have to remember that. And that's what's really hard because you're trying to make it your home too. But yeah, it's a balanced thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what do you do when the kids resist every single change to the house and feel like they should be part of the decision-making process for how things are set up and decorated? Well, I think first of all, you're the adult. So the, the adults make the decisions. Although when it comes to decorating, you did a great job of saying to the kids, hey, your room might need an update. Do you want to paint it and let them pick colors and make it a a whole process with them? So they do have a say in it, but I think it's, you know, with with the decor of the house, you know, if they have a a room that's their TV room or gaming room, you know, be very careful changing that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. But if you want to change the great room or the living room that you're in, yeah, I don't think it's your bedroom. I don't think it's a big deal. So, but I, I don't necessarily think the kids get involved in decisions. Maybe when they're older, if you're thinking of getting something, a pool or something like that, that mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, they're not paying for the changes. Yeah. Like, I don't the, think the kids, kids are, are, are having a say in any of the big changes, but again, just be cognizant of what you're changing that they're using all the time. And they're used to, they may like it just the way it is. And if you go in and change it and all of a sudden they stop using it, it was a change that's now going to be Mm-hmm. you're going to resent, like you said. Yeah. And it's really good to say, what do you think about this? Or, hey, we're going to do this. Here are the options. So we're thinking of doing option A, option B, option C. Like, what do you think? Right. And getting their say in it. Cause you want them to still feel like they have some control, not that they are controlling it, but you know, just, they can be involved in the process. All right. Next question. If you find her stuff, do you give it back? We used to, I think at the beginning, if you found something, cause I was in this house and then, you know, when she was packing up and, and leaving, it was, um, you know, done, but you know, there'd be times where she'd call and say, Hey, I want this, or I forgot that, or you might find something, we might find something that maybe she'll want. Maybe she doesn't at least give her the option. So I think we used to worse along the way now, if there was some old, unless it was some family heirloom or something that happened to be left. Yeah. I think we'd just toss it. Yeah, I did it at first. Um, I think one time I was like cleaning out a bunch of um, cupboards and there were some photos and there was this and that. And and I did text and said, hey, just going through this, um, do you want this or do you want me to send it to Goodwill? And the mention of Goodwill did not go over well. Um, So I think when you're, you have to be very, um, you know, very cognizant about how, or very careful, I guess, about how you approach that because you don't want, you don't want to create conflict and her to feel like you're going through her stuff. Cause that's where it's really weird. Cause it's like, I think for the ex-wife, it's like, there's this new wife living in her house. And I'm sure that's really difficult. In my, I think it would be difficult for me. Like if, if you and I split up right now and then you had someone move into this house, I would be like that she is living in my house. <laughs> right. So I, I do think you have to think about that mm-hmm. kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we do we do try to give it back. Um, now it's just, it is what it is. This one is for the stepmoms. If you are loving this podcast and are looking for more next level conversations and support, you should totally check out the exclusive stepmom community. 
Members of my exclusive community get access to interviews with experts such as lawyers and estate planners and therapists and parenting experts. Get tell-all podcasts with Darren and I, monthly live Q&As, a private forum off of social media where you can get individualized support from me whenever you need it in the Ask Jamie section of the forum. And you can also connect with other like-minded stepmoms who are also trying to improve their stepfamily life. Basically, it's about having next-level conversations that most don't feel comfortable having on social media and, quite frankly, should not be had on social media. You can lock in for $5.99 a month, which is less than $0.20 a day, and you also get access to discounts on -on one-on-one coaching packages, my course, Kick-Ass Stepmom, Kick-Ass Life, and my ebook, 100 Run-On Ways to Be a Kick-Ass Stepmom. You can sign up and get all the information at www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership. And if you have any questions, be sure to let me know. All right. So my partner has a Google memory live album that plays all the time. It has photos of his family, of us, of him and his ex as a couple, married couple and as parents. I have a lot of anxiety about going into the kitchen where the slideshow is. I'm grateful that there are photo streams of me and my partner together, as there should be, but it also scares me to see old pictures of them together. It's healthy for their son to see that both households have photos of the family because they are, of course, a family. But how do I breach this topic of fear of the ex popping up? Like one second, it's him and I on top of a mountain, and the next it's him and his ex blowing out candles with their son from years ago. I would say you get that out of your kitchen and you get that out of your kitchen now. Like she does not need, you do not need to have photos of a previous relationship in your kitchen. I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Maybe she should throw in a couple of her old boyfriend when they travel to Europe or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I or, don't know. I, yeah, I think that would be awkward in your house. It's great to keep those pictures for the kids Yeah, and the kids can, you know, maybe, maybe they have a picture of both their parents in their bedroom or somewhere. I don't know that they keep, when they, you know, when they get to a certain age or you have those that they can go and look at them. But I don't think something streaming in the kitchen of an old relationship, I don't even know why they would want it. No, it's and gotta it's go. Not always. I think that great for the, for the kids. I think it brings back a memory of, you know, why is my mom not here anymore? Kind they of look so thing. happy. Why didn't they work it yeah, out? Yeah. I think it's, you know, if you want to make your own way in your own family, you take those pictures down and you put them away and those will be memorabilia and you start fresh with the pictures that that you're taking of the new family. Yeah. I am not big on having pictures of the ex in my house. Like if the kids want to have something in their room, that's totally fine. That's their space. But I don't think that you need to have family pictures of them. Like you are starting your own family. If you guys are starting a future together and and it's a very hard thing to do, honestly, that would, that would make me feel really, really anxious. And I think he would understand that too. If, if you came to him and said, you know, why are we streaming this in our house every day for me to see, you know, put it away. It can be a, something that's pulled out every once in a while. If, if, if their, their son wants to see pictures then show them birthday pictures. I do that. We have, the kids love seeing pictures of them when they're kids and yeah. you know, we'll pull out an old picture or something like that, but we don't have it streaming through the kitchen all the time. No. And if he is confused about that or wants to know, he can listen to this podcast. It's got to get out of the kitchen. <laughs> Please take that out of the kitchen. Your poor wife. All right. Do memories with his ex ever pop into his head or does the home totally feel like yours together? And the memories of her are far away and not, and not, if not <clears throat> non-existent, I can't even read today. So do you ever have like walk through our kitchen and just pop up and look back on memories with your first marriage? 
No, I, I actually, I don't. I never do. I hope not. No, no. Well, I, I don't. I actually don't. The only time I'll think of something is when you'll ask, you know, did this happen or did that happen? And then I'll have to think because it's distant for me now. Uh, I, you know, probably the last memory I have is when we were, you know, moving out and we'd gone around and picked furniture for her and I her she and a friend came and took their stuff. And, and my memory was, I was sitting there just letting them do their thing and move out. And then as they were pulling away, I thought I'll just go out and, you know, organize things now that they're gone. And I went out and she took a bunch of stuff that I didn't agree on. <laughs> so it wasn't a good memory. So no, I don't, I don't remember anything. I, I you know, I, uh, I think now we're, we've been together long enough that I, you know, those, those are the, the memories that I have. Yeah. I don't think, I think sometimes as stepmoms, we worry that our partner's thinking about things all the time and they're not like women. I feel like overthink and are constantly thinking about all the things all the time. And I think that your men are wired differently. Yeah. I'm with you. And I don't know if that, that stimulates the memories, but I can still remember the first day you came here and met the kids and you had your dog and those memories I remember just like yesterday and that was quite a number of years ago so I think they just go away over time so Mm -hmm. no no I don't walk in ever and think of anything like that yeah and that is because we have made some major changes like you know we have staved for some a reno we redid the kitchen it is a different space we really have changed the way the, the house looks over time and I do think that that is important. Yeah. You, you have to make the house your own. So there, there is that piece too. And I think if you've moved into the house, don't get frustrated right away and think that way, because maybe at the beginning you worry about that stuff, but as time goes on, it becomes your home. It becomes, you know, you have the memories, you know, my, you know, I say to you all the time, I said, what happened to the days when I walked in and all the kids would yell out my name and come running. Now there's just one. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, and that, has nothing to do with anything before us. That's just how things were when, uh, when we first started together, you know, the kids were all little and I'd walk in the door and it'd be daddy and yeah. they'd all come running. And now it's just one of them. They're all busy doing their own thing. And things are going to creep up. Like I still, like I said, get, I, I come across old things. Like I've come across, there was old tax documents in a, in a cupboard and I couldn't even believe it was still there when from your first wife. And I found, you know, the wedding video and stuff that didn't even phase me this time. It didn't bother me. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll just put that in that bin. Whereas when I first moved in, if I would find, you know, receipts from getaways or, you know, we found the wedding dress in the um, closet, (laughs) or I remember finding just a picture in a cupboard and I would just stare at it. And I just had so many questions and I thought it was just so strange. It made me feel uncomfortable. And like, I didn't belong as time goes on and you create those memories yourself, those things don't trigger you like they used to. They they really, really don't. So again, doesn't help right now, but as time goes on, it doesn't really. And you can talk to your husband and encourage him to do little things that'll make memories. You know, I came into your office the other day to do some work in here and I found a note on the desk that you must have pulled out from somewhere that was a note that I wrote when I was going away somewhere for a night or two. And I just wrote you a nice little note and it was all, well, that's something you probably found in the desk somewhere. So Mm -hmm. now you're finding our memories and it's cool. So start making as many memories as you can or a little memorabilia. Yeah. And then you'll end up finding your own stuff instead of, uh, instead of old stuff from the previous relationship. Yeah, for sure. 
So can you please cover any tips and strategies that have helped you keep in touch with who you are? I not only find living in his house difficult, but the fact that I moved to a new city where I don't know anyone and don't have any life out of my own unless I drive hours to visit existing friends. I've started going to local yoga studio and I'm beginning to get to know my neighbors. I guess some of it takes time, but it's hard. Yeah, I think you're doing all the right things. I moved, I didn't have any friends here either. Um, and I felt so, yeah, I did. I really, really felt like I was living someone else's life or I had been slotted into someone else's life at the very beginning. But I, you know, you put yourself out there. You talk to some of the moms at the hockey arena. You try not to feel super self-conscious. Um, put yourself out there. Smile at strangers. Like, I don't know, whatever you can do to meet new people can really, really help. But don't get so caught up in their life that you lose your own. And I, I made that mistake. And I know a lot of stepmoms make that mistake. And I actually posted about it on my Instagram recently. You have to make sure you're still doing all the things that you love to do. So book those weekends to go see your friends, continue to go to the yoga studio, go for walks, um, do your own thing. And you will start to create a life in this new place. And again, it's a time thing. Yeah. And something, you know, not that you did a great job, I think, you know, meeting people, but it took time. It, mm -hmm. you know, you just, you would say, you know, I don't want to slot into her position and go for dinner with the same people that you went for dinner that were very good friends with hers. You, you, you know, obviously you're, you're willing to be friends with them, but you wanted to sort of find your own way. And I found as a husband, you know, there would be people that I was friends with, or I just met or, you know, and I, and I would even make an more of an effort to say, Hey, why don't we go out for dinner? The four of us, or why don't you guys come over for a drink that were not part of my life before you came along. And as a, you can encourage your husband to do that as a husband, that really helps because you now have somebody that comes in and you get to know them that isn't sitting there looking at, well, this is the new wife. You know, I was good friends with the old wife and you know, how is this going to be comfortable? And that's how you, you ended up meeting some friends is through people that I, I didn't have a strong relationship before you came along and the, the two of us have, have made friends that I really wasn't that close to before. And I think that also helps to do that as a couple because mm -hmm. you're a couple now and you want to spend time together. So, you know, meet some friends together as well. Yeah. And if your husband listening to this or even have your husband listen to this or your new partner deal, uh, listen to this, um, don't put pressure on your new wife to do exactly what you used to do in your first marriage. Like if you had best family friends, she probably doesn't want to hang out with them all the time. Like it's not about slotting her into this role. Like you guys are creating this new life together. And I think that's where a lot of stepmoms struggle. They don't feel like they have their place because they're just being, you know, slot into this new or into the, into the old life. It's like, not like you're just replacing your old wife and putting in a new one. You, it's really important to find your own way together. And that's not saying you can't be friends with people who you were friends with before. You absolutely can. And you totally are. We are, yeah. 100%. But you also need to think about her perspective in in these relationships because it, it is uncomfortable, especially if the friends are still friends with the ex or they're still really good friends or maybe they feel loyalty towards her. Like it just gets really, really awkward. So just be sure to you have to acknowledge like this is really hard for stepmoms. And I think one thing that you were really good at is understanding that even though you may not agree with why I'm feeling 
a certain way. Like you would say, I don't even think about that in the house anymore. Like, you know, I don't think about it as being her house before, but just respecting that I still struggled with it. Like you don't have to agree, just respect where, why they're struggling. Yeah. And you, and you as the husband, again, if there's any husbands out there listening to this, you as the husband will also have to become aware and you would let me know there might be friends that I was friends with, with my ex, you know, and maybe some of them were lifelong friends of mine or people we met together, but there would be certain friends that would be very welcoming to you and not bring up her at all. And just like, we want to get to know you. And then there would be friends that would come in and continually talk about her, or they used to do this, or they used to that. And you will congregate to the ones that are more welcoming and want to, and, and you can't, it's something you can't go and say to your friend, well, you always have to bring up my ex. Maybe you can, I don't know. But you will find that the people that are very welcoming to the situation, well, you will become closer to, or you'll become more comfortable with anyways. And again, not saying that you won't be friends with all of them still, but you will find the ones that if if she's more comfortable, she will enjoy the relationship much more and it will probably flourish more as a relationship. Mm-hmm. You want to make your, you know, it's a very uncomfortable thing to be the new stepmom. Um, so you want to try to make your wife very comfortable because happy wife is happy life. Right, honey? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I want to um, just say, someone on Instagram, when I had asked the questions for this podcast, it said, I felt like it was, uh, I never felt like it was my home. I had a hard time feeling like I was stepping into other people's lives. And I think that really sums up being a stepmom at the very beginning. That That is totally how it feels. You feel like I had just kind of said this, but you're slot into this life that was created before you were even a thought. And it's so hard to find your spot in it all, but you really, time does help. So if you are in the trenches right now, if you are feeling like you don't know where you stand, like this isn't your home or, you know, you're living with kids who have rules that aren't aligned with yours. I hear you. I've been there. It sucks. Um, but it does, it really, really does get better. It's about having that open communication and, uh, some wine. (laughs) (laughs) Any last thoughts on this one? Well, yeah. I I mean, when you, you're going back to the friends and slotting into new life, you know, there's been a lot of changes in your husband's, if you're a stepmom in your husband's life and the kid's life, and so sometimes they want to hang on to certain things. It's not the ex, but it's maybe you had some great close friendships through that. And you sometimes want to hang on to that. But I, I think something I learned is I, I had to be open to getting out of my normal routine and hanging out with the same people. And not that he didn't want to. And I, and I have just as close a relationship to them. But understanding that, you know, I need to make some new things that you're going to be involved in that, that can be your start, um, mm-hmm. that can start from the ground up. It's you know, a lot of fun sometimes building something and one of them is a relationship or a friendship or, you know, it's really neat when you first meet people and the excitement of learning about them and Mm -hmm. and so forth. And then you have the memories. And, and I think that as the husband, you have to, you have to make an effort to step out of you, especially for you, for you coming to a different town and the people that I might've hung out with on weekends or at hockey all the time and make some effort to reach out and, 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 uh, get to know the people that you've gotten to know. And, yeah. And it's, it's about, hard sometimes cause it's our, our, you know, yeah, it's, it's about creating, it's about creating your life together. You are creating a new life together. And I think that's where sometimes, you know, the husbands or even wives and same sex partnerships, it's like, you are starting this new life together and you have to be open to changes in this house. If you're living together in the house where you lived in during first marriage or even with your social life, like it's not, everything isn't going to stay the same. You have split up. You've started a new marriage. 
there's going to be a lot of new and you need to be open to it and just respect where your partner's at too. Everyone, I guess, needs to just respect where the other person's at, where the kids are at, where, you know, your partner's at, where the stepmom's at. Like there's so many different perspectives and feelings to consider. Yeah. And it's hard. (laughs) And I, and the only other thing I would add, and it might be a whole different podcast is when you have an ex that wants to hang on to things as well, that even though they were closer to like my family or my friends and that becomes a whole difficult situation to deal with because they were there and they got to know them. But at the end of the day, did they give that up when, when your relationship went south? I mean, I just said to myself, yes, I'll be friendly to, to the people that were hers and her family. And, and I enjoy seeing them and having a conversation at an arena, but I have no reason to constantly reach out and, you know, that's her life and I'm moving on with my life and she can have her life and she probably doesn't want me involved. But sometimes you get an ex that still somehow wants to keep their fingers in and, and that's a difficult situation and how you address that. Mm-hmm. And, and consider how that, that, a bit of that. Consider how that makes the stepmom feel as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is all we have, all the questions that were submitted. So uh, thank you so much, guys. I do have a couple different resources where I've talked about this. So I have a blog post on how to redecorate on the cheap from my good friend, Abby, who is a really talented designer. I have a YouTube video sharing tips and strategies for moving into their house and a couple blog posts. So I'm going to link them in the show notes if you want to check them out. But yes, just know, I know it's hard. It sucks. Give it time, make little changes. And then one day you're just going to realize, wow, I, this feels like my home. Like I feel like this is my home because honestly, at this point, I don't even think about the fact that my husband lived here during his first marriage anymore, other than when I create all of this content on it. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for joining Darren. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, we'll chat with you in the next one. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share on social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.